0: in hello welcome to the chris and kyle show swallow that coffee I, I did it you did it welcome to the chris and kyle show hey he's chris every time do it again uh the whole thing but Just, just he's chris nope hey what's up guys <laughs> so stupid bit i'm kyle <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our uh recommendations episode mm-hmm we're going to talk about uh some good stuff to watch mm-hmm. from the major streaming platforms if you're subscribed to any of them top 5 quarantine streams um, shit to stream while you quarantined i like that i think we have learned though that i have i have a problem with numbers five, numbers and counting lists yeah i do need to make
1: as long as they come in like like multiples of 5 so you did 10 oh yeah sure go, i'll just right? do
0: 30 it'll be fine
1: uh i mean Sure. I do thousand. need to make
0: an amend, an ad, an addendum. Is that mm-hmm. how is that how that word works? An amendment? An ad, I think it's an addendum, an an addendum to our episode last time because I feel distraught. Okay. Over not including uncut uncut gems in the discussion at all. I don't know how it of slipped your, by. Or your favorite. I don't know if it would have cracked my, my top five, but it would but certainly it deserve an honorary mention, which we did. So I have to throw uncut gems. I also
1: di- I didn't see it,
0: so Dude, like I couldn't have brought that up. See uncut gems. Uh, yeah. It's a That's lot great. of things I need to watch. It's great. Anyway, we're gonna dive in. We're gonna talk about. So, we're gonna talk about a movie you can stream from each of these streaming platforms. And because I'm an insane person, I also added a television show because mm-hmm. I, I I watch a lot of TV. I'm only doing
1: movies. I really but like TV.
0: Yeah. So the streaming services that we're gonna be going over are Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO Now slash Go, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And Disney Plus. HBO Max, not a thing yet, but soon. All righty. And if you guys haven't noticed already, I'm already in my quarantine gear. Yeah, dude. I'm PJs in a hoodie. Yeah. Which for I'm you is just like, yeah. I'm in a permanent state of ready to be quarantined. Yeah. For you, it's just clothes. Like my schedule, my what I like to do, how I dress, I'm ready to be quarantined at all times. <laughs> um. Do you want to give us your... Netflix
1: movie yeah let's jump right into it dude so did you have any kind of criteria for your oh yeah let's talk about that that's a good idea
0: so I so this is very specifically like movies that you think people should enjoy you know what I mean and I think that the movies that you say are going to say a lot about the type of person you are yeah because if you come in here and you're like watch um hereditary or what like you know like some some upsetting stuff right it, it like that seems to be like you know you deal with the fact that you're locked in your house for long periods of time in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whereas, true. It is
1: a very it's a response. So I'll I'll show I'll I'll share what uh, my specific criteria was. Okay. Because these are the movies that
0: I like to watch.
1: Yes, uh, I did the same thing. Movies I,
0: I it had to be a movie that I really really liked.
1: Yes. Uh, so all of these are movies that I like. Obviously, I wouldn't recommend something that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but my three criteria okay. were they are new-ish. Okay. All five of my movies are new-ish. There's nothing uh, previous to 2007.
0: Oh, wow. I think my oldest is 99. Right. Something like
1: that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's so, 99. So, new-ish. Uh, they all have to uh, be sort of off the beaten path. Yeah. Uh, Like they're kind of hipster choices, but not super hipster. Yeah, I had a
0: similar. You you can't pick something obvious. Yeah, because everybody knows to watch the obvious Exactly. So
1: it's stuff that you've you've probably heard of before, but you still haven't gotten around to watch yet. Um, and my third element, I wanted it to be a little bit heartwarming. I wanted a little bit like a a degree of. So you didn't go. You didn't go for the hereditary. I don't think so. None of my movies are necessarily like they're not kids movies, but you could. Call them family movies Okay uh, To a degree Like there, oh. there's There's a Interesting. spectrum here
0: I don't think all of mine But would I think qualify. that you could
1: Sit down uh, With uh, your With your family uh, For all of these movies mm. And everyone would enjoy them You'd get laughs You'd get Maybe some tears Ew uh, But tears uh, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't ideas.
0: say I had that final qualifier Newish Off the beaten
1: path And Degrees of heart
0: Family-ish
1: Family Family yeah. adjacent Yeah <laughs> All right, give us your Netflix movie. Okay, so my Netflix movie is a movie that I've brought
0: up before. I'm pretty
1: sure that oh, it was one of my
0: shout-outs. I will say I tried to avoid stuff I've talked about a lot, mm-hmm. like Booksmart's on Hulu. Watch that, but I've talked about it too much. And th- that's fair. <laughs> like I,
1: th- I thought about doing that, but there's probably a lot of people that are going to be coming yeah. to this episode that have never seen the show yeah. before. You know, so and. Here's the thing. If I reckon a, a good movie twice, I don't give a shit. That's true. Like, That's a good point. If it gets someone to watch a movie, then great. Mm-hmm. So my uh, Netflix recommendation, go on to Netflix and find a, an animated film called My Life as a Zucchini. Ah. My Life as a Zucchini from 2016. Uh, this has a Rotten Tomato score. I'm, I'm also rolling in hot with with my Rotten Tomato scores. Okay. Uh, so th- I think three out of... Yeah, three out of my top five have like are over ninety-seven percent on from the critics' consensus. Oh wow! So, My Life as a Zucchini uh, is an animated uh, French film, and I know a lot of people are going to be discouraged by that. You can watch it with the English, uh, the English dub, dub, okay. right? Um, and there's also the French audio that's available as well through Netflix. But with that French dub, you get a lot of really good. Um, actors, like American actors, actors that you would recognize, like Nick Offerman, Ellen Page, Will Forte, uh, are probably the three biggest names that are involved, uh, for the English dubbing, dubbing. Um, but it's basically about this kid, uh, named zucchini. His uh, name is Mm zucchini. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, just, he lives in a uh, foster home and that's essentially like he, becomes friends with these kids and there's a lot of hijinks and there is, uh, I don't know, a lot of laughter and it's really sweet. Um, it has a really like quirky anim- uh, animation style, which I, I, I like, um, the, the writing is really good. It's able to like kind of go back and forth between these like heavy themes of like death and loneliness and, you know, treat it with like a sort of childish sensibility. Like any good kids mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Like it has, like, a, it like has, a Pixar movie. It's yeah. A Pixar, uh, is very similar to like the kind of sensibilities that you're going to get with this movie. Right. Uh, And probably the greatest fucking uh, thing about this movie is that it's super short. Mm -hmm. Like it's not that much of a commitment. It's only an hour and 10 minute running. time. Oh wow. Yeah. Hour and 10 minutes. I literally, so I watched this entire thing with the, uh, the French dub and then I was like, Oh shit, there's an English dub available. And then I just watched it again through (laughs) the English, uh, with the English audio. Dope. My life is zucchini on Netflix. Who directed it? Uh know? so uh it's uh yeah so his French name man. is Claude Barris. Huh. Barris. You're the uh, one. There's who, a lot who speaks of French. Yeah, there's a lot of uh people that were involved with writing the movie, but
0: all right. So watch it. My Netflix movie recommendation. You've heard me talk about this movie a lot. I don't know if I've talked about it a lot on the podcast uh The Spectacular Now. Yeah. Uh, directed by James Ponsoldt, starring Miles Teller and Shailene Woodley. And a one of those one of those god tier. I was on the set for like four days performances from Kyle Chandler. Oh yeah, where he's just barely in the movie, but he's so good. Yeah, and he's also like, would you say that's against type? Definitely. It's 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 Mm -hmm. it's similar to uh, it's similar to another movie I might bring up later. Okay. In in terms of playing against type, because you know everybody knows Kyle Chandler for being uh, Coach Eric Taylor on Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. In this movie, he is a he's it's it's a bad dad alert. Bad Dad Alert. Yeah. Um Yeah, the spectacular now is I wouldn't say watch this with your family. I don't think your kids would, might be kinda awkward. Yeah, it would There's be, a sex scene. There is a sex scene. One of the most intimate sex <clears throat> scenes I've ever yeah. seen, by the way. Yeah. Um there there's a sex scene. There's uh you know, a lot of like cursing and stuff like that. Uh alcoholic teen. I can I could easily an watch alco- it with an my alcoholic parents. teen. Like there's, mm. you know, stuff you might not want your kids to watch. Yeah, it depends but on your parents. It's just a really, really beautiful story about these two kids that fall in love, and the way their lives are going, and how they affect each other, and how they how they build each other up, mm-hmm. and how they kind of in this in the same process tear each other down. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's one of my favorite movies, The Spectacular Now. Um, my show from Netflix is a show called Lovesick. Um, it's a British it's what a British uh, romantic comedy kind of show. Um, it's about a guy who it used to have a different title. That you might recognize. Um, let me see if I can find it. I don't remember what it was. It was it was like more sexual title the one it used to have. Um, anyway, it's about a guy who gets an STD, so he has to go back to all of his like former lovers and like okay. let them know. Um, it stars uh, a guy named Johnny Flynn, Antonia Thomas, um, who you would know from Misfits. Okay, and um, this dude who plays like the best friend character and. I think is incredible in this show. His name is uh Daniel Ings. This is the only thing I've ever seen him in. But he's like the 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 balance that he strikes to me between like funny best friend and just like tragically sad uh like Casanova character. Like he's he's the classic idea of a character who's like, you know, he sleeps with a bunch of women and he seems like his life's amazing, but like he's just so empty inside and this dude is so good at this role like oh i love it it's like three seasons um it's not over i think i as far as i know um they they usually take some time in between seasons mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's really it's kind of a it's like a formula that you've seen before but it's done in a unique way in a very uh it's kind of melancholy i would right. say is there like it's a, very funny
1: is there like a comparable tv show or movie that you would
0: um it, there's literally a movie that's very similar with the whole STD thing. STD thing. What mm. was that? I can't remember. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Are they, uh, what was the name of it? Lovesick. Lovesick. Yes. Yeah. love sick.
1: Are we moving on to Hulu now? Yes. Hulu. All right. So my Hulu recommendation is my only documentary on my list. Okay. Uh, there's a documentary that came out in 2018 called Three Identical Strangers. Three Identical Strangers. The way that I the easiest way for me to pitch this is imagine being 18, 19 years old. You go to college uh and while you're there you find someone that looks exactly like you. That'd be weird. Like
0: that be super this weird. This person has to be my twin. Yeah.
1: And then later on you find that there is actually two people that look exactly like you. That would be even weird. You're you, like you essentially in like late in life, after you've already developed and everything, find out that you're a triplet. Wow, that's like not just a hypothetical situation. This happened to uh, a group of three brothers uh, in 1980s New York. Um, this documentary is pro- like equal parts like like thought provoking and just fascinating and kind of sweet it deals with a lot of dark stuff Mm -hmm. and there is a twist that sort of happens uh halfway through the documentary that makes you think it's like a fucking twilight zone episode Mm. and the shit like really happened that's real fucking incredibly high rated uh on rotten tomatoes fucking 97 from the critics 88 from the audience um yeah and i just think that There's enough mystery here. There's enough sweetness, Uh, like the the relationship between the three brothers is just uh, so. I don't know. It's so palpable, Mm -hmm. and like you can just kind of feel it through the screen, even though it. And it doesn't shy away from a lot of the really like fucked up shit that happens Mm -hmm. in their lives. So, okay, three identical strangers. You can find it on Hulu.
0: Cool. All right, here's my Hulu one. This is a movie from last year. Um I think it flew under the radar. Mm. Weird movie. It's mm-hmm. called The Art of Self Defense. Mm. Um this movie star, stars Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen Poots and a guy named Alessandro Nivola. Uh it's written and directed by Riley Stearns. Um okay, this this movie is about it's about masculinity and the like the falsities of it of like traditional ideas of masculinity. It's about finding your uh, like your confidence and it's also about Jesse Eisenberg getting completely just like swept up in this, this like really weird world that the sensei played by his name. He literally is just called sensei the whole movie, Alessandro Nivola. And it's, it's just a scam basically. And Jesse Eisenberg just gets swept up in it. And Imogen Poots is a part of it. And she's trying to like prove her ability to like, you know, she can she can outfight all the guys at the Dojo and all these kind of things. And it's like weird and very funny, kind of sad. Um, yeah, I, I really liked it. I think I think it flew under the radar last year. I think more people should see it. Um, my show from Hulu is uh, just came out recently. It's called High Fidelity. Um, it's a remake of the movie from like the mid 2000s starring John Cusack. Right. Um, this one instead um, swaps the lead role to Zoe Kravitz. And she plays a record store owner who's basic oh, this was this kind of has a similar she goes she she lists her top five um, worst heartbreaks, basically. Okay. So it kind of has a similar vibe to Lovesick where she's like going back and revisiting um like former lovers and stuff like that. Okay. Um this has much more of a an artistic vibe through music and stuff like that. Um it's Zoe Kravitz at her like peak Zoe Kravitz-ness. She's just being herself, basically, it seems like. Um, they form a really fun cast around here of people. I don't really, that you probably wouldn't recognize. Um, yeah, it's, it's really likable show. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You want to do your Amazon prime? Yeah. So, uh, my
1: Amazon (laughs) prime recommendation was a movie from, uh, 2013. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you've seen this mud. Yeah. Mud's really good. Yeah. Uh, so mud, uh, I think, but I feel like it's kind of, yeah, dude, um, Uh, Ty Sheridan, not types Simpkins, uh, Matthew McConaughey, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Sam Shepard, Michael Shannon, uh, is Michael Shannon. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a lot of people, a lot of people in this movie, um, written and directed by Jeff Nichols. Uh, it's essentially about these, uh, two young boys, one of them being, uh, Ty Sheridan. Uh, they, they find this, uh, old boat on a beach and, uh, when they're investigating it, they find this sort of homeless runaway (laughs) fugitive played by Matthew McConaughey. They honestly, they might've just started filming a movie and Matt McConaughey was just living on this island. (laughs) Um, incredible cinematography, all of the performances, uh, it, uh, does have a heart heartwarming qualities mm-hmm. to it. Uh mm-hmm. I would say it's like kind of similar to like a Peanut Butter Falcon. I was going to say you could double feature
0: it with Peanut uh, Butter Falcon. It would fit really well.
1: Yeah. Um it has a, a little bit of that like sort of uh woodsy like swampy like uh Huck, Huck Finn kind yeah. of vibe. Um, um <clears throat> But yeah, you can find that on Amazon Prime.
0: Mud 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 I a second that one that's a good movie um I also picked uh Amazon Prime was weird to find a movie on because like mm. you can find any movie but you have to rent them usually so like yeah I think you as well as me were looking for stuff that's included with prime right um and also their their interface kind of yeah their interface is brutal <laughs> it sucks. um so I found something how old is this movie this is from 2007 um, starring an actor that we both really liked that left us too soon uh, it's called Charlie Bartlett it stars Anton Yelchin and Robert Downey Jr. Um, Did
1: not realize that this was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Bartlett's Bartlett.
0: a good fucking movie. Charlie Bartlett, um, Charlie Bartlett is about uh, Charlie Bartlett, played by Anton Yelchin. He's a rich kid who basically starts charging people to be like a, a school psychiatrist, essentially. it Weirdly, I, I had forgotten, but I, I've talked about the show... Um sex education. This very similar vibe. Okay. Sex education yeah. is very similar. Right. Um, it's just British and uh-huh. this is not British. Yeah. Um Robert Downey Jr. doing one of my favorite things that well known actors can do, and that is play a teacher slash mentor role in a coming of age story. Right. A la Woody Harrelson in Edge of Seventeen. A la John Bernthal in Meet Earl and the Dying Girl. I love roles like this yeah. for for really good actors. Um yeah, I think you could you could second the charlie bartlett oh yeah experience. for sure i mean we're, yeah. we're
1: huge anton yelchin fans uh charlie bartlett even trying to uh like come up with a synopsis like for the plot of yeah. charlie bartlett yeah. is kind of tough because it's it's almost like nine different movies like little shorts yeah. that are just that have similar themes that are like are all starring charlie bartlett exactly you know, like there's so many different things that happen
0: um uh, my show on prime is uh, a show called red oaks which is uh, another coming-of-age story uh, set in the '80s. It follows uh, Craig Roberts' character David as he he falls in love with a girl. That, he works at a country club, and he falls in love with a girl whose dad owns it. And it's basically their the the sort of journeys of these characters as they go from the high school to college transition in this like weird '80s social hierarchy of like country club politics, where where whereas his family is like middle class and he wants to be a filmmaker and um, a really standout performance from Richard Kind as his dad in this show. He's fantastic. Um, really both dads. Paul Reiser plays the girl's dad and he's really good too. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, this just, it falls into the type of stuff that I love. It's. I think it's three seasons and it's done. It's really easy watch. Um, very funny. Really good show. Um, hit me with
1: your HBO movie I was about to say Are we going to HBO Are we going Okay My HBO movie I've definitely talked About this before I'm not sure if I've Recommended it before Okay Rush I almost I, watched Rush The other day But yeah. it was like A little
0: too late It was like right.
1: It's like 1045 yeah. I was like
0: I can't do Rush Right now Yeah
1: You you, you <laughs> gotta you gotta Give it the respect It deserves yeah. Especially because we. So we brought up Mif- Misfits earlier Yeah Right Misfits has this Quality to it That Rush also Kind of has Where like It sort of sucks In the beginning <laughs> like Rush, I saw Rush in theaters because I was really excited about it. So Rush is a Ron Howard film that came out in 2013. It's really fucking good. So don't let me dissuade you, uh, from watching it because like of how I talk about my experience here, my experience while I was watching this movie, I was like, Oh, this is a bad movie Mm while I was watching like maybe like the first 20 minutes and then it really fucking picks up and it ended up being like probably my favorite movie that year. Um, it's uh, essentially uh, Pruel, baby. a movie about this uh, rivalry. Uh, it's, it's based on real life. Uh, this nineteen seventies rivalry between uh, two Formula One racers, uh, James Hunt and Niki Lauda. Uh, and James Hunt is played by Chris Hemsworth, and Niki Lauda is played by Daniel Bruhl. Um, Olivia Wilde is also in this mm-hmm. movie. I'm pretty sure Natalie Dormer.
0: Oh wow! Is in like it? Like pre Game of Thrones. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, like just incredible performances, just really sleek directing style. Everything's super kinetic. Um, and one of the most like captivating bromances I've seen in a movie oh, yeah. because it's like, it's all about this, uh, sort of, it, it's pretty similar to like Ford versus uh, Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that like you, it's about cars to, and bromance. It's about <laughs> cars and bromance. Right. But it's, this one's more about like the competitive nature of like, what two people can Push each other to do mm-hmm. But the sort of respect That they have for each other Is one of the most Interesting things And Daniel Brühl Fucking yeah, kills Daniel it Daniel amazing uh, I feel like
0: Chris Lough. Hemsworth Doesn't get a chance To stretch like that enough mm-hmm. Like roles like, like He's mostly like The hot guy The hot funny guy Thor Like To be fair though <laughs> James
1: he? Hunt In this he's, yeah.
0: uh, he's essentially So Nicky
1: Loud Is sort of like The rat face I'm really good at racing But like That's Daniel Brühl So like and that's Daniel Bruhl's character, uh, Chris Hemsworth is basically the hot guy. <laughs> playing fucking like the Chris Hemsworth yeah. of racing. Okay. he's like really attractive yeah. and like he models and he's like, you know, always living life on the edge and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's super charismatic and gorgeous. Like yeah. he's playing Chris Hemsworth. Okay, but um, but he just takes you know but a few steps further. It is really fucking good.
0: Rush. I'm not you can so, find that I, on I HBO love if Chris you guys Hemsworth. have it. I love Chris Hemsworth just being Chris Hemsworth. By the way, yeah. love Chris Hemsworth. Um, okay, I had a really hard time with my HBO one because there was two that I wanted to do, and I uh. didn't. I didn't know what chord I wanted to strike, but okay, I'll tell you what they were between. It's between Brothers and Crazy Stupid Love, which are so different, mm-hmm. so different. Right. Um, I think I would lean toward um, like if you're gonna just sit down and watch a movie, I would say Crazy Stupid Love is. One of my all-time favorite movies for just that. Just being like, I just want to enjoy an hour and a half, two hours watching a movie. I want to laugh. I want to like the characters on the screen. And I just want to be happy. Um, the cast of this movie is nuts. Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone, uh, Annalie Tipton, Marissa Tomei, this, it, Kevin Bacon, Josh Groban. <laughs> Like There's so many people in this movie. Um, it has a wonderful twist kind of it's not like it, it's not like a high stakes twist, but you're just like, oh, okay, like this is how things are now, and it's like at the at the at the peak moment of the climax of the movie, and you, it's it's just great. Um, mm-hmm. this is a really good Steve Carell performance. This is why I said earlier I didn't want to talk about Steve Carell yet because when you said against type right. for um Kyle Chandler in the Spectacular Now, Steve Carell's against type not in this movie, but in uh another one of my favorite movies, The Way Way Back, kind of reminds me of a similar thing, but Steve Carell here, um, Mm -hmm. being much more Steve Carellian, and Ryan Gosling being just, you know, sexy. (laughs) Emma Stone being just insanely lovable. Julianne Moore being, like, just this really believable portrayal of a woman who's just, like, kind of lost in midlife. Like, usually I feel like you see midlife crisis movies are on the guy, Mm -hmm. not on the the woman. Uh This one, it's more on the crisis comes from Julianne Moore's side and then it triggers like a midlife reinvention from Steve Carell. Right. Um, yeah, you gotta love a movie that starts with a wife telling her husband she cheated on him and then he jumps out of the car. Yeah, that's great. Starts <laughs> off hot, starts off hot. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Crazy Stupid Love. Brothers is also really good, but just for the, the, the sort of, the tone you wanna go for, Brothers way more intense. <laughs> yeah. Toby Maguire and Jake Gyllenhaal and Natalie Portman are really good, but yeah. it's a super intense movie. Mm-hmm. Um, my show, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. It's over. You can watch all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silicon Valley. How would you... So, Silicon Valley is about a group of super nerdy dudes that form a tech company in Silicon Valley and their misadventures are trying to get it mm-hmm. launched. Yeah. And it's hysterically yeah. funny, super clever.
1: Really well, incredibly uh, casted. Yeah, uh, the
0: casting's really good. Kumail Nanjiani. Um, Thomas Middleditch. Yeah. yeah um the uh, dude from Freaks and Geeks. Yeah.
1: And, uh, fuck, the guy Daredevil. who plays Weasel in Daredevil. Uh, Hold on. Not Daredevil. Deadpool.
0: Silicon Valley. Um, Thomas Miller. TJ Miller, Josh yep, Brenner, Miller. Martin Starr, uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Zach Woods, insanely funny in this show. Jesus Christ, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Woods, low-key, like, comedic genius. Mm-hmm. Really funny guy. Um, all right. Let's do our final platform this was the hardest one because you don't want to just pick like okay disney plus you don't just want to be like i'll pick a marvel movie watch. or a star wars movie or a pixar movie or a disney animated movie watch Aladdin. classic or contemporary like everybody knows those movies are great when you scroll through disney plus it's insane yeah i yeah i did dig deep, dig deep so yeah you, was, you you built up my expectations so watch a lot one that is which one my recommendation
1: which one the I'll, oh okay no, uh, my, so mine actually isn't animated. Mine isn't either. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Dan in real life came out in mm. 2007. Have you seen Dan in real life? No, I haven't. Steve you Carell, know. right?
0: Steve Carell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so If you're Dan looking in real life. for comfort in these weird times, go to Steve Carell. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Hell
1: yes, dude. Okay. So I think that so this is probably like the worst reviewed mu- movie. So mm-hmm. it's like a 64, 69 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Right. And a 6.7 on on IMDb, which doesn't, that's uh, sitting in the
0: sweet spot of you can like this movie and it's perfectly fine. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know why anybody would downvote this movie. Okay. Okay. I've never so seen it. So I'll give you the synopsis here. Mm-hmm. A widower, Steve Carell.
0: uh, Poor guy. Every movie. Finds out the
1: the (laughs) woman he fell in love with is his brother's girlfriend.
0: Okay. Who's his brother?
1: His brother. Another amazing part about Dan in real life is how well it's casted. His brother is played by Dane Cook. Oh, weird. And- Essentially, throughout the entire movie, uh, you see Steve Carell as this widower um, dealing with uh, living uh, in a cabin with his entire family because they're essentially on a family reunion dealing with how he's fallen in love with his brother's girlfriend and his brother is a total douchebag. Like, and it's like, and it's not even like played over the top where like he, like he's just kind of being Dane Cook. Yeah. But but Dane Cook is like kind of douchey. So (laughs) there's this thing, there's this thing in plumbing called like the path of least resistance Mm -hmm. that that water will travel through, you know, piping systems and shit Mm -hmm. like that. The path of least resistance when you're an audience member watching Dan in real life is like, it's so easy to love Steve Carell, even he, even though he's like kind of doing more dickish things, he's making mm-hmm. the, like more mistakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's so much easier to love Steve Steve Carell than it is uh, to to love Dane Cook. Yeah, and it's so easy to hate Dane Cook. I am a Dane Cook fan. I I will sport that. Who I'm are they fighting over? So, the the. Love interest, uh, Steve Carell's love interest is uh, played by Juliette Binoche. I don't know, I'm not oh, even sure if I've really seen her in anything, but yeah. she gives a really good performance, really charismatic. Um, oh, I recognize her picture, yeah. It just The English patient, Chocolat. Dana Real Life just really hits this like note of like being sentimental but not being sappy. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I literally like watched it rewatched it last night and realized how much I love the movie again like and I couldn't recommend it more I also fuck anybody on
0: IMDB who doesn't who doesn't agree with me I also watched my choice last night Uh my show choice is like my like if you haven't seen them just watch through the Star Wars animated series Clone Wars Rebels Resistance Resistance not as good as the other two still solid the other two that's like peaks of all Star Wars canon are in those shows the best things that happen in all of star Wars. Like if I made a top five star Wars moments list, I think at least three of the moments would come from those two shows. Anyway, my movie recommendation is a movie I saw for the first time last night. I don't know how this happened. 10 things I hate about you.
1: Dude. What? Yeah. You watched that for the first time last night. Yeah. Fuck. Why are we doing a
0: 10 things I hate about you episode? It's so good. Uh, yeah. Okay. So 10 things I hate about you for people who like me are I was six when it came out. So I like, I forgive myself, but you know, nah, <laughs> um, you were born like you've had this time. Yeah. But I mean, we the motherfucking Heath Ledger dog. He's he, got, listen, listen, Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon, levitt Julia styles, Larissa, Elaine, uh, David Kumholz. That's like your lead. And then there's the, the douchey guy. His name's Andrew Keegan. Um, it's a classic high school rom-com. It, that's what it is, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about Heath Ledger? Yeah, come on, dude. Bro. I, there, the moment he steps on screen, it's it's insane. You're this is the this is like basically when he was discovered. This is like one of his earliest projects, maybe his earliest. Let me double check. Um, okay, so he'd been in like a couple episodes. He's been in some TV shows. He'd been in a short. He'd been in some like movies I've never heard of, and then ten things about ten things I hate about you happened, and he blew up. And he had a decade of just being that dude yeah. before he tragically, you know, passed away. Um, we both love Heath Ledger, right. both for obviously for playing the Joker and for A Knight's Tale, yeah, which is one of our shared right. favorite movies. I um, remember being
1: in high school before A Dark Knight came out, and I was like, kind of like worried mm-hmm. about because well, like, it was weird and I was casting. Like, I was like, well, I was like, I'm I'm worried about him playing the Joker and stuff because Jack Nicholson was so good, and I mean Heath Ledger is one of my favorite actors, mm-hmm. like. And I'm still kind of worried about this performance. Like, what, what what's going to happen here? And people are like, "Really, Heath Ledger is your favorite actor? Like,
0: he's what? What is he deserved, like? My like dude. what? Like you like Brokeback Mountain? I was That's like, the other oh, thing. A, Brokeback, Brokeback Mountain, yeah. Amazing. People people like to make jokes. About nice Brokeback, Mountain, yeah. <laughs> and fucking Ten Things I Hate About You yeah. is so good. So, like, the moment Heath Ledger shows up on screen, you're just kind of like, I literally like sat back in my seat just because he had, he's like one of the rare people that has palpable. Charisma. Yeah, it's like there's an aura around him, of just, just charisma. It's insane. Yeah, I, I, you can't explain. Your eyes are like locked to the screen. When yeah, he's it's on. nuts. And then he's, he's, they, they didn't even like. He's, he's Australian. Mm-hmm. He's doing his real accent. He's mm-hmm. not even doing an American accent. Yeah. The, and they just like threw in. They were like, oh, I lived in Australia until I was ten. All right, yeah. whatever. Uh, you get young, like baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Um in like such an earnest and sweet performance, like he does that thing that where he's like, he sees the girl and he falls in love with her immediately thing, that classic uh, like high school tropey thing. And then like every time someone's like, oh, I want to bang her. He's like, Hey, you watch your (laughs) mouth. She deserves more respect than that. It's so funny and so sweet. And then like him, him and, uh, uh, him and David Krumholtz, like they devise this whole scheme because the two girls, Julia Stiles and Larissa Olenek, their characters like the the younger one can't the ones Joseph Gordon-Levitt likes can't go on a date until Julia Stiles does, and mm-hmm. then the whole thing's about them trying to get this. It's kind of a kind of a weird plan to yeah. get Heath Ledger to date the older sister, yeah. and they're they're having the rich guy pay him for the It's it's all weird. It's yeah. all it's all, none of it is like nothing in the movie is like. Groundbreaking cinema or ideas of of romantic comedies or anything like that. There's no like if you like Five Hundred Days of Summer is like some people don't like it, but it it does things that are weird for rom coms. I really like Five Hundred Days of Summer, but it does things that go against type of rom com. I don't know if there's really anything in this movie no. that's against type for a rom com. No. Like Julia Styles is the most stereotypical. Like she likes feminine authors like feminist movement authors yeah. and she's like she's really tough and she's i don't need no man kind of character i mean like
1: keith ledger doesn't play like he kind of plays like a a bad boy like he's like yeah. sort of a social pariah
0: and he doesn't give a shit about it yeah um, and then he immediately like makes changes to himself yeah f- at first because he's getting paid to get this girl to date her and then he immediately falls in love with her yeah. and doesn't care about the money anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 10 things. Saw it for the first time last night. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Allison Janney as the principal writing an erotic novel whenever her. It's so funny. The bits from the teachers are so ridiculous and weird. Uh, I was like a little taken aback watching this because it was on Disney Plus, and I was like. Okay, like there's some there's some jokes in here. I don't expect to be on a, in a Disney uh-huh. Plus movie. Yeah, um, Julia Starr, is, She she flashes her tits. Yeah, uh, young you Gabrielle. See them, young Gabrielle Union is in this movie. She oh, plays wow. the younger sister's best friend. Um, there's the teacher. Uh, his name's Daryl Mitchell. The actor. He's like a complete asshole. He plays the English teacher and he just hates all of his students. It's very funny. I yeah. really loved it. Um, it's one of those movies that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. Just because I know it's like a, it's like in its genre, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I really loved it. So I would, I would recommend getting on the 10 things I hate about you train. If yeah. you, Cause I think more than anything, I mean, you might not have known that it was on Disney plus like, yeah, yeah, I would sure. not have guessed that.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. But also like that train has already like been around the station a few That's times, okay. you know,
0: there's some people like me. Yeah. It's and funny. like kids could watch like well, I last, would if my sisters if my sisters texted me and they're like hey what's the movie I should watch I would say watch 10 things I hate about you right now mm. right now yeah. you are seniors in high school watch that movie right now yeah um, yeah that's our lists
1: yeah we did you wanna, it yeah, you wanna go over them really quick I'll <laughs> yeah, go through yours. mine uh, so my Netflix re- recommendation you can find uh, My Life as a Zucchini on Netflix uh, you can find a documentary called Three Identical Strangers on Hulu you can find uh, a movie called Mud. You can find that on Amazon Prime. You can find Rush on HBO and Dan in Real Life on Disney+. <laughs> All
0: right, um, I've got, on Netflix, you can watch the film Spectacular Now or you can watch uh, The Lovesick, television show, I think three seasons. Uh, Hulu, The Art of Self-Defense and the first season of High Fidelity. Amazon Prime, uh, Charlie Bartlett, and I believe also three seasons of Red Oaks. Um, that show, by the way, is also complete. It ended a couple years ago. Um, HBO. Um, I've got all these slashes. Um, Crazy Stupid Love, Silicon Valley, Disney Plus. How? Um, that's not the right ten. Ten things I hate about you, and the Star Wars animated series is. That's our recommendations we don't know how long we're going to be stuck up in our houses. It could be a while. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to get through all that stuff. Who knows? Um, I watched a movie the other day that we're going to do a spoiler episode on. I'm excited for you to watch it. Mm Um, I'll probably watch it again to, before we record to make sure I'm fresh on it. Uh, it is called big time adolescence starring Pete Davidson, uh, Griffin Gluck. Uh, they're the, they're the two important ones. Uh, John Cryer's in it, but like, he plays he plays Griffin Gluck's dad. Um, yeah, I'm excited for you to watch. It. Machine Gun Kelly's in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that'll be we'll do a spoiler episode. Not an, uh, that'll be our next thing that drops. Um, find Chris, ChrisMichaelStott.com. Read his scripts. Read the new one. Uh, title again. I was for something. Havoc. Play Havoc. Play Havoc. Mm-hmm. I knew Havoc was in it. Uh, play Havoc. Uh, find him on Instagram, Chris Michael Stott. I am davinwell 25 on Twitter and Instagram. Find the show, The Chris and Kyle Show, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on all the podcasting platforms. Like, share, rate, review, all that fun stuff. It helps the show. Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Uh, don't be like these idiots that go to spring break. Don't do that. <laughs> spring break. Yeah. Um, Yeah. get through this let's watch watch a fuck ton of good stuff while we do it we out we out stay weird